1: HealthLock lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars so to save visit healthlock.com today that's healthlock.com today this is your moment your time to shine your comeback
4: Yeah, uh, I think that this kind of needs to be unpacked a little bit. I generally think that sanctuary cities is, a, is, a, is just a terrible idea. Um, At the same time, I understand why local, uh, like first responders and, uh, police and whatnot do worry about getting cooperation out of these communities. And I think you can have, you can respect that reasonable concern without saying that cities get to flout federal law. Um, There's also an enormous amount of virtue signaling going on by Rahm Emanuel and these guys. I mean, $3 million out of a police budget that's over $1.2 billion is a rounding error um, for the most part. Uh, This has a lot more to do with big coalition democratic politics, with immigration politics and the rest, than with um, a newfound love and respect for federalism by people who think every other aspect of our lives should be left up to the central government in Washington.
2: We're not lawyers here, but is there standing here for Chicago? And do you think this makes it all the way up to the Supreme Court?
4: I think it goes to the Supreme Court. Uh, I talked to a couple of lawyer types today, um, and uh, the law is so murky on all of this. The Supreme Court set a test, uh, has never set a, established like, a test for how you can judge when the federal government can condition funding. So we played this game a lot with... Uh, uh... the fifty five mile an hour speed limit and drunk driving with highway funds and that was allowed but the medicaid expansion under the first tranche of obamacare was not allowed by the supreme court by seven to two i think that the one of these cities is going to get some liberal judge who wants to do this sort of preening thing about i'm on the side of the immigrants that like we've seen with the muslim ban stuff and eventually it's going to go to the supreme court personally I, I mean, i'm mean i with molly i, I think look out everyone has to obey this the federal law but I generally don't like in our federal republic, the federal government trying to push around cities to do things that they want um, and continue making taxes, taxpayer dollars contingent
3: on it. All right. So that's uh, that's the Armstrong and Getty show. How are you doing? So that was uh, worth hearing for a couple of reasons. There are a lot of there are several great issues brought up there by Jonah Goldberg. Uh, Number one, we need the courts to rule on the whole sanctuary cities thing. I mean, can cities and counties or even a state ignore federal immigration law? To me, the the answer is clearly no, because immigration is obviously a province of the federal government because we have free movement among the states. So there is no such thing as immigrating to Indiana, for instance. So that one seems self evident to me, but I'd like to see the courts decide. And why would we have some jack wagon in Kansas City rule and some other numbskull in Hawaii, then some ne'er-do-well in Florida? Let's just get it to the soups. Shouldn't there be some uh, pr- procedure whereby we all say, this one's clearly heading for the Supreme Court? Let's just go there. Yeah. But the other thing is... Maybe right, you get
2: more wisdom by having uh, lower courts rule and make their arguments. And, and then you they, look at those.
3: They go over all the evidence and yeah. all the testimony and stuff, and the soups don't have time for that. So I actually get why that is. But uh, the other thing is, to what extent can the federal government strong-arm uh, uh, states, or counties for that matter, cities, to follow a certain policy by yanking funding I've always that hated may that. or may not be related?
2: I've always hated that... May. Uh, well, Jonah Goldberg mentioned the speed limit when they forced states into various speed limits by, OK, set speed limit on wherever you want. but You don't get any federal highway funding that they did the same thing with uh, uh, how drunk you can be all across the United States. They've uh, attempted to do it various places with motorcycle helmets. Some doesn't has always worked, but I hate that. Yeah, I hate the freaking federal government saying, oh, you get money if you do things the way we think. Let the state decide how drunk they think people can be or, or, or let the people of that state decide. Yeah. You know, I, part of me, and I would love to hear how uh, fast we think we ought to be able to drive in Wyoming.
3: I'd love to hear constitutional scholars jaw about this, and and my opinion would be more fully formed. Uh, part of me thinks, hey, it's a political decision. If the federal government won't give us highway dollars if we keep our uh, uh, our speed limits at sixty five in Wyoming, say back in the seventies, well, then the people of Wyoming decide: do we want the money or do we want the liberty? Um And I'd be comfortable with that, except that it was their money to begin with. And the federal government took it, allegedly for, in part, highways, then refused to give it back because they didn't conform to their idea of blah, 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 which is a perfect illustration of why I'm a small government guy, and especially a small federal government guy. Why are you taking my money to D.C., siphoning off a fair amount of it? Then then making me jump through all sorts of hoops to get it back. It was my money to begin with. You know, as a citizen of whatever state I'm in. Um, but you people who want the federal government to run everything, you don't see it that way. So, okay, so you got the Sanctuary City uh, question. You got the can the federal government um, strong arm you with uh, funding question. And then what was the other sub-question that Jonah brought up I he thought did. was interesting?
2: I thought the angle of the amount of money was something, so... Uh... Rahm Emanuel in Chicago is talking about the amount of money as if it's crippling to them when it's right. a tiny percentage of the budget. You know, I can right. still see why you'd fight for it, but overstating yeah. Oh, yeah, it as
3: well. Overstating its value. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, uh, let's let's deal with all this stuff. Let's talk about all this. Um as usual there's going to be just raging sanctimony as always if you uh, want the federal government to be in charge of immigration and to enforce the laws you're a racist. Um, but brought you know, up the issue
2: funny. of a venue of forced immigration laws, then the uh, immigrant community stopped cooperating with the police. We've had people weigh in on that.
3: Yeah, I actually I did a search of our email because we asked for cops to email. What do you think of this argument? Is it a valid argument? Because it made sense to me initially. I heard it from a couple of top cops who are you got to remember chiefs are as much politician as they are cop or maybe more. Uh, and so we asked beat cops, uh, street cops, uh, highway patrolmen, whatever. What do you think of this theory? And the overwhelming answer from them was, "I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't think it's true." I never, never that, sounded that reasonable. The, to the me. poor Mexican people who are here illegally but are good, hardworking, raising kids, blah blah blah. That they're afraid to call the cops when they get raped. Because they're afraid of being deported.
2: Well, it's always been portrayed as even further than that. People that are here legally. You're Hispanic, but you're here legally you're afraid to call the cops.
3: That's just crazy. I don't buy 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 that either. And to the extent that it is true, it's because of fear-mongering from the left. Also to the extent that it's true, hey,
2: guess what? There's a downside to illegal immigration.
3: To being in a country illegally. Every country on earth. Yeah, right.
2: There's a downside to living in some country <laughs> illegally in a big group of people that are there illegally. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there is. There are, well, there ought to be. Yeah. If there aren't any, that's a problem
3: yeah. to me. Xenophilia, the great disease of the hyper-enlightened. Yeah.
2: I'll be interested to see how this one goes. And then just yeah. as a political matter, I, I think it's a absolute loser for Democrats to be hammering this sanctuary city thing. It's right. popular in San Francisco and Seattle and places like that, but the vast majority of the country thinks it's nutso
3: right now yeah. there are a handful of issues like that if you like republicans uh, getting elected you ought to be really happy with the current state of the democrat party because um and you know what's funny is nancy pelosi is actually of all people she's trying to rein in the far left of her party the um there can be no limits on abortion crowd she is trying desperately to get them to pipe down because she she's seen the numbers. She knows what the numbers are, and she wrote in kind of a more moderate populist Democrat wave in '06. I think it was that they did so well. Um, she knows what they're doing, um, but it's tough because she's got to get uh, you know her support in San Francisco too. But yeah, your super blue urban centers have this idea that uh, well they have the they're marching, they're chanting, they're yelling, they're feeling good about it. But man, if you look at national polls, oof. You're getting nowhere with that stuff. But go ahead and try it. Got a couple comedians I want to talk about. Letterman's
2: returning to television. And uh, Aziz Ansari talking about unplugging from the internet. These are both interesting stories. I insist
3: we get to them. I will do my part by shutting up. (laughs) That subject, I've never heard the
2: word planted in my life until today. But I'm going to do more research on that. The popularity of it on the Instagram. This is a... Strange change in the way that we look at ourselves in the world. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you think we can talk about that? I don't see why we couldn't. The uh, the the scandal that's going on in the uh, the building. Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. So somebody, So there were dirty dishes in the sink in the in the lunch for some reason. A stack of them because people just put them there
3: like. They're met. What elves are going to wash them? Where do the dishes come from? Somebody else should wash them. Where do them? the dishes come from to start with? From people eating food on dishes? I'm not but sure are I they know what di- you mean.
2: Are they dishes that belong to the. to the? Oh, where do the dishes come from? Yeah, the dishes themselves.
3: Well, do- I mean, there are d- d- a variety of dishes in the shelves. There are that yeah. are just there all the time for people yeah. to use? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Huh. I would never think of bringing food and then like using dishes that are provided at work. But anyway. Apparently people do. And there were dirty dishes in the sink, and then somebody, instead of washing them, put them in the cabinet. Just shoved them up in a cabinet.
3: Well, the fact that people leave dishes in there as if the elves are going to wash them is stupid and lazy. But then somebody said, well, that's enough of that in the sink. Here, I'll put them in this cabinet.
2: (laughs) And now everybody has weighed in on a replying to the the initial email the one to whoever put out put all the dishes in the cabinet it's disgusting and bad behavior and then everybody had to reply and everybody's really piling on
0: <laughs> shameful <laughs> yeah exactly disgusting i can't believe i work with somebody like that better not be anybody as part of my department right, right. it's so hard not to troll the 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 the, the reply all email thread just Everyone being so
3: serious about something so dumb.
2: Well, it's you know, it's 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 weird and disgusting. I guess Vincent but...
3: is a fan of ants because that's where <laughs> ants come from. And roaches <laughs> and ants riding roaches around like some sort of rodeo. I'm against it,
2: but uh, you know, you know, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. <laughs>
3: I've been working with degenerates since my first day in the business. I just I just, I just roll my eyes pretty keep funny going. It
2: is pretty, pretty funny to think, though, that you walk around here, there's somebody we work with, maybe somebody I've known for years, that decided, you know what I'm going to do with these dirty dishes? I'm just going to open a cabinet and shove them ah. up in there.
3: What if you need the sink? It's, it's disgusting. Don't Shameful. You ought to be shamed. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah.
2: Hmm. I wonder what your house looks like. Uh, Letterman's coming.
0: Looks
3: spick and span, because everything's shoved in the cabinets. <laughs> just don't or, open any cabinets.
2: Or
0: I do my own dishes, and I, I take care of mine. Oh, God, I'm my, not going to do everyone else's. My uh,
2: seven-year-old, who I'm um, going to take on the trip to see the full eclipse with, um, he, he when he has to clean his room, he just shoves stuff under his bed and in the closet. Oh, that was o- my
0: technique for many years. We
2: opened the closet for the first time the other day, and it was disgusting.
0: Oh, no. Disgusting. Like food stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. Food, oh, drinks. I'm not even going to go all the way on this story, because oh, uh, the county might step in, but I mean, it was, <laughs> oh, it was oh, disgusting. He's a sick I said, dude, you can't live like this. Yeah. And it's fine. And the, the, the interesting thing I'm learning from this, though, he's that way. He's just that way. He was born that way, because his brother is not that way at all. Mm-hmm. His brother was in there and just shaking his head. This is disgusting. <laughs>
3: you know? Don't you and have any pride? Walks out. Just,
2: he came out and he said, Mom, you're not going to believe what I found. I need to wash my hands. <laughs> You know, um, it's it's and they're j- you're just born that
3: way. Wow, yeah, which it's is amazing. really
2: interesting. I think I didn't know that. Yeah. it's interesting. Bringing shame to our family, black sheep. <laughs> uh, David Letterman's returning to television. Got a deal with Netflix. It's kind of interesting. He's going to do um, long form interviews. They've got a deal for six episodes for 2018 how old will he be by 2018 mid 70s? That's next year you realize. Um Well oh, you're right that's only 6 months from now. <laughs>
3: and do you call it he will be about old, 6 months older. Yes then he is now if i understand I, the question. I
0: overreacted. And do do you refer to it as television or, that's, a good, that's, pretty,
2: that's a pretty good question too why would you call it returning to television he's going to be on Netflix so
0: no, you... they're nominated for the television award yeah. shows
2: yeah. yeah, that's silly too they, they get Emmys not Oscars so I'll go with television All right. but anyway he's going to do long form interviews They haven't said what the guests are going to be I'm kind of interested is he going to take his you know toward the end of his career political bent is he going to interview political figures and be super serious or is he going to interview you know is he going to do like comedians and cars with coffee he's going to interview other comedians entertainers Who who knows I hope it's the latter rather than the former. I have no interest in hearing David Letterman talk to various people about politics and be all serious. I would be interested in him interviewing various celebrities, perhaps. Probably in, la- a, in a long-form sort of way.
0: Probably something similar to... Because he was on Seinfeld's uh, coffee car show. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, I would like that. Without an audience, without the need to get the laughs and wait for the applause light to come on and all that sort of stuff, interviewing celebrities. That could be really good. Yeah, sure. he, he said... Um, Uh, he was asked about this. He said, here's what I've learned. If you retire to spend more time with your family, check with your family first.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) beautiful. Letterman,
2: who you could easily forget because the last several years he was just bitter and political, is hilarious. Yes. So, I mean, if he interviewed celebrities in his way, it could be really, really good. Well, be like Letterman was in the
3: 80s. Or if he had long-form political interviews where he just wasn't obnoxious. Yeah. That would be fine. Let people speak their piece, knock their ideas around, see what you think. That sort of thing.
2: Another comedian, much younger, Aziz Ansari. He's the little Indian fellow, tiny little dude. Uh, Very funny on Parks and Recreation. We've interviewed him before. Interesting cat. He wrote a book, what, a year or so ago about relationships and love. Completely straight for the most part. Did a ton of research, scholarly. Mm -hmm. Was doing serious interviews about it just because it was a subject he was interested in. Yeah, very bright guy. Yeah, what an interesting thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, he's got a new show on Netflix. I'll call it a TV show called Master of None, second season coming out. I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be really good.
0: It's, it's already out. It's very good.
2: Yeah, I have heard. I don't know why I haven't watched it. Um, but he said he's unplugged. He does an interview with the GQ, and he's unplugged from the Internet. He said that he deleted the Internet browser from his phone. He's also deleted his Twitter, Instagram, and email. Whenever you check for a new post on Instagram and whenever you go on the New York Times to see if there's a new thing, it's not even about the content, Ansari said. It's just about seeing a new thing. You get addicted to that feeling. You're not going to be able to control yourself, so the only way to fight that is to take yourself out of the equation and remove all these things. What happens is, eventually, you forget about it and you don't care anymore. When I first took the browser off my phone, I was like, how am I going to look stuff up? But most of the S you look up is not stuff you need to know anyway. All those websites you read while you're in a cab, you don't need to look at any of that stuff. It's better to just sit there in your own head for a minute. I wanted to stop that thing where I get home and look at websites for an hour and a half, checking to see if there's a new thing, and read a book instead. Right now I'm reading three books. It feels so much better than just reading the internet and not remembering anything. Yeah. And then this part I liked. I was reading all this Trump stuff, and it doesn't feel like we're reading news for the reason we used to, which was to to get a better sense of what's going on in the world. And to enrich yourself by being aware, it seems like we're reading wrestling rumors. It's like reading about what happened on Monday Night Raw. When you take a step back, it all just seems to be so sensationalized. Trump's going get, to get impeached. No, he's not. None of that S is happening. You're going to read all the articles. So if you take yourself out of it, you're not infected with this toxic tox, poison all the time. Also, guess what? Everything's fine. I'm not on top <laughs> of anything. But if something big is going down, I'm sure I'll find out about it.
3: <laughs> wow. Yeah, the the compulsive checking of the email just for that burst of something new, something new. I mean that's the most obvious example of it. The checking articles and uh, I don't know, because of our line of work it's a little different, but But he's I, right. I feel that burst though. He's right. He's right about part that. Of
2: it. He's right about that Trump stuff, though. A lot of it is just the latest Monday night raw.
3: I love that analogy.
2: Sensationalized he's gonna be impeached. No, he's not <laughs>
3: That's not happening. Oh, speaking of Trump and Monday Night Raw, Stephen Miller... The hard charging, iron fisted, bald headed 31 year old pugilist who went toe to toe with that weasel Jim Acosta. (laughs) He's rumored to be having, they're looking at him for a more prominent role within the White House. What would that be? So, to the extent, I don't know, to the extent that you're into the WWE Raw thing, just the battle, the fight, the sniping. That's great news.
0: I'm looking for somebody with a more prominent hairline. Come on, you're 31. Where'd your hair
3: go, buddy? Oh, listen uh, to you. He is quite... You're pate-shaming.
0: He is quite bald
2: for a 31-year-old, no doubt about it. Now, I'm
3: kind of ashamed of bringing that up in the wake of Ansees Asari's uh, great wisdom there. Mm. And uh, that could help us all. Uh, But... uh,
2: we got this text, will Beard be uh, returned with Beard or without? He's got the beard in this picture, and I have heard him say the more people complain about it, the more he's destined to keep oh, it. Oh, Letterman? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, oh. the Netflix uh, head honcho who was announcing this said, I guess we'll have to figure out if he
3: keeps the beard or not. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, they, they seem to be teasing it out. Look at that.
2: That's a beard, man.
3: It's really good. He's trimmed her up, though. I saw a picture of him where it was like the full-on, he vanished into the woods 30 years ago beard. Well, we, Now, we now it it's just Santa like Claus. Santa Clausian, yeah.
2: yeah. Eh, well, yeah, we've all got, beards have been around long enough, but, you know, 10 years ago, you saw somebody like that, you'd think, oh, my God. Right. What, what happened to you? Well, maybe 15 years ago. That That's a beard. That's yeah. a beard, serious beard. God, yeah. I wish I could grow one of those.
5: Dang it. They cut my beard
3: and forcefully to eat it. I you, never... you can get implants. Can you? Yes. Can you actually? Yeah, we've done those stories. Hipsters getting uh, beard implants because they don't like their patchy beard. They want the big, thick one.
2: I never wish I had hair on my head, ever. Never even crosses my mind. I wish that I could grow a beard regularly.
3: I will pay for you to get beard implants if you promise you will grow a mountain man beard. Oh, God. No shaving for a year. Fine i'm in we have an accord <laughs> i love this show so much <laughs> i am so in have you discussed this with your wife now she's glad i can't grow a beard ah yeah see i have threatened i have i've fantasized about growing the full-on monster coal miner you know professional banjoist beard uh, and judy has uh, put the kibosh on that mm. idea Doesn't like the idea. I don't know why. So now you fantasize about your co-host growing that beard? I do. That's weird. (laughs) If not me, him.
2: And then I'm going to put planted photos where I'm just kind of looking off the distance in my beard. (laughs) Post them on Instagram.
3: Here's a picture of me in my beard. (laughs) Contemplating something. Wow. Picture of you resting on a big axe with your beard. Right. Remembering my beardless life.
2: Not mentioning who took that picture that you posted.
3: You on your (laughs) tractor but looking behind you, turn toward the camera right. with your beard.
2: Maybe flexing a peck like Putin does in those pictures. That's right. <laughs> Have you watched the videos, not the stills? You gotta oh, it's see him, hilarious. Sean. It is hilarious. He's got the fishing rod, and he's making his pecs bounce while he's holding the fishing well, rod. Well, And
3: he's, he's reeling the rod, which I'm certain I can do just with my wrist. But it's making his peck flip. <laughs> it's doing the thing that like Popeye's chest did when he ate spinach. Like it's just like waving up, like through his body.
2: It's a weird thing for a sixty year old dictator to do.
3: Putin. Are you on grinder? Or are you like <laughs> trying to get political support? I mean you've gone a little far toward the one end. And he's
2: shirtless, but he's not wearing shorts, he's wearing Full-length khakis and everything shirtless, which just seems oh, like kind yeah. of kind of a funny
0: look. Shirtless God. business casual.
3: <laughs> 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 By curious oligarch slash dictator interested in meeting possible relationship.
2: Uh, my uh, hobbies include poisoning
3: dissidents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, Threatening uh, Baltic nations. Yeah.
5: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips. Washington Post, North Korea nukes now missile ready.
3: If you'd like to do to me what I did to the Crimea, respond. Got another (laughs) example, it really is good to be a public servant, and
5: an update from the Taylor Swift butt-grabbing trial. Coming up, minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinea.
2: Yeah, I know the public servant story you're going to bring us. God, college kids should be mad at their own universities. Oh, absolutely. They should be marching on them. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. There is a total eclipse visible in the United States two weeks from yesterday.
3: Total eclipse of the heart.
2: total eclipse of the sun. Oh. The next total eclipse of the sun will be in 2035. There is one every 18 years, 11 months, and 8 hours. 2035? And that will be in East Asia, and I'm probably not going to travel to East Asia. I
3: hate East Asia. West Asia is where the cool people hang out.
2: So I'm guessing with my lifespan, this is really my only shot. Unless I'm really willing to travel to the other side of the world. So, planning to go with the kid. The oldest. Going to be fun. I was just reading this guy in the New York Times talking about how he fell to his knees weeping when he saw one <laughs> yeah. somewhere in Turkey. I don't, know. I don't know if I expect that sort of a reaction. It's dark. I'll be damned. More like that. It's
3: like it's night, but it's the middle of the day. Wait, now it's light again. I'm mm. sure it's amazing. I don't doubt it.
2: Mm. I'll see. On uh, News Now, with Marshall Phillips.
5: Washington Post is reporting that North Korea has successfully produced a miniaturized nuclear warhead that can fit inside its missiles, crossing a key threshold on the path to becoming a full-fledged nuclear power. U.S. intel officials have concluded that in a confidential assessment. The new analysis completed last month by the Defense Intelligence Agency is coming on the heels of another assessment that sharply raises the official estimate for the total number of bombs in the Communist country's atomic arsenal. The U.S. calculated last month that up to 60 nuclear weapons are now controlled by North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. So they managed to get a miniaturized nuclear warhead made that can fit inside the missile.
2: By the way, talked to a military guy Friday night uh, who said he loves Mike Lyons, a military analyst, but he said, this guy, is, Mike Lyons is wrong about this. And this guy had some background expertise of being in South Korea, this sort of thing. Said, we absolutely could pull off a uh, a military attack. The military option's not off the table. As Mike Lyons says, it's just no way we can do it. This guy says, that's not true. I would like to know more about that.
3: I'm sure... Plans are in place for the best we could do. They might just simply have a difference of opinion on what costs would be justifiable, but we've got to have a plan for what it would be like, what we would do, who would shoot what at home. Uh, And it sounded more uh, like it could be a possibility. I don't know. We'll have to see if the latest round of sanctions does any good. I doubt it will. You don't think
2: it will? You don't think China and Russia are serious? Uh...
3: Uh, I'm highly. Ninety
2: percent s- of North Korea's economy through China. Ninety percent, they could choke that
3: off if they wanted. I'm highly skeptical that Russia and China are going to play by the rules. Um, and 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 Kim thinks this is his um uh, his prevention of anything crazy happening. He's got to have a nuke because well, then he's safe from invasion. How can he be this wrong though? This is this
2: is the only thing that caused could cause something to happen.
3: If, if he just
2: if he just laid low you get to run this awful country and uh, you know and torture your people for the rest of your life we're not gonna send in American troops to stop that from happening
3: yeah well there have been other countries that have given up their weapons that we then failed to protect like Georgia for instance do was... you think somebody else would invade North Korea if we if uh, they gave up their nukes well no but we could change our mind oh. we get them to de- nuke say all right that's it we won't invade you. And then a different administration, 10 years from now, says the the outrages of North Korea cannot stand. In spite of the agreement made by that old administration, we're invading now.
2: Freedom is on the march. (laughs) That's right.
5: What a deal. The San Francisco Chronicle reports that when UC Berkeley's chancellor, Nicholas Dirks, steps down from that perch this summer, he will get almost all of his executive salary, $434,000 for another year even though he will not teach or run campus programs. It turns out that's one of the benefits provided through a policy that was approved by the uh, Board of Regents 17 years ago. A reward to executives who are tenured professors and plan to return to teaching. The idea is to give them a year's time to get back up to speed in their field and begin
3: new research. You know, uh, that's a nice policy. Getting 400K while you're doing it seems unnecessarily generous. How about you kids paying exorbitant tuitions? How about you moms and dads paying? How about everybody taking on that debt? Seem okay to you? Jury's been seated now in Taylor Swift's civil trial involving a groping allegation. That jury better be seated
2: or that guy will grab her ass. God, I, if I'm ever on a jury, I hope I get a case like this. Oh, yeah. You can get such boring <laughs> cases. Just boring debt. My, my, my mom was on a right. case one time. Of, sewer main broke, and it was all about who had to pay the bill, and it was just just awfully boring. This would be awesome.
3: If I'm on the jury, I say Your <laughs> Honor, can I have uh, Miss Swift stand up? And uh, it's hard to, to assess these charges without seeing the derriere in question. You turn around slowly. Okay. How about one more time? Oh, yeah. Juror selected as both uh, Swift and
2: the uh, accused DJ David Mueller. Watch. Uh, That's that's prejudicial. If I'm (laughs) I'm his defense lawyer, I'm going to say, Your Honor, using the term DJ is not
3: helping my client. Can we claim that the uh, defendant, I don't know, sells drugs to school kids?
1: or (laughs) runs (laughs) a puppy
3: mill. (laughs) But calling him a
5: DJ, I mean, that hurts his look. The judge asked one potential juror whether or not he was a Swift fan, and the man said, hey, he's not necessarily a fan, but her music is catchy and it's good vibes. The judge laughed and said, ha, 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 very good. So he was seated.
3: Anyway. Judge is going to judge, 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 (laughs) judge. Bailiff's going to bail, bail, bail,
2: bail, bail. So they're concerned you'd have somebody on the jury who's in Team Katy Perry, and then,
5: uh...
2: (laughs) I'll show that
5: little witch turns on her in the jury pool that's your news i'm marshall phillips of the armstrong and getty show the voice of the west
3: (laughs) i didn't grab it this is a false accusation (laughs) (laughs) half past the hour ammunition um is
2: is uh, he gonna take the stand Uh, dj he's almost got to right i'd say yeah is taylor swift going to take the stand Supposedly, she is. Wow, that'll be a that moment. That
5: was reported early on.
2: There's a courtroom moment. She'll walk
3: in the way she always walks everywhere her long strides, her pursed lips. When she walks by the defendant, well, I guess he's the plaintiff in the bill, but when she walks by him heading for the stand, she's got to, like, scurry past him, keeping her butt away from him. That'd be some really good theater for the jury to pick up He's got
2: to pretend to try to grab her. Just kidding.
3: Uh, No, let me get it. Oh, I missed it.
2: It's a joke. (laughs) Uh, The petering out coming up next on the Armstrong (laughs) and Getty Show. I brought you the story earlier of that uh, model who is abducted and uh, nearly sold into sex slavery, which is just a horrifying story. She's 20 years old. Um, They come up behind her, they grab her, they jab a needle in her. She wakes up in the trunk of a car. She's chained in a room. They find out she's got a kid, so they let her go because she's not worth near as much money.
3: Allegedly. Allegedly.
2: Uh, So, this person that was behind it, or this group that's behind it, admitted to the kidnapping. Uh, says that he has earned some $17 million over the past five years by selling hot women to bidders around the Middle East. Why is he admitting to all this? $17 million. He explained, uh, well, he told this chick that, so they're not sure if it's true or not, but Mm, he was telling her, and she was likely to never be seen again or ever get to talk to anybody again. Because as he said, when the buyer gets tired of a girl bought by the auction, they can give them to other people, and when it's no longer of any interest, When they're no longer of any interest, they become a tiger meal.
3: What? They feed them to tigers? That's what he said.
2: He said that all the girls are destined for Arab countries.
3: Uh, they, like, keep tigers? (laughs) To eat the girls. I mean if it's true obviously this is you seem to be, a nightmarish and horrible situation seem
2: to be hung up on the large predatory cat <laughs> portion of the story which is really not that important
3: I just I got a bit of a hum going in my skeptic bone I'm just not sure about this one yet
2: you don't think you think the whole thing's fake I don't think the
3: existence of what you're talking about is fake
2: Oh no I'm sure that exists somewhere in the yeah. world
3: Oh, oh it, it's unquestionable.
2: Yeah. You think this particular instance might be phony? Well, I just,
3: I, I said what I said. And I, <laughs> and I stick with it. No, I've, well, I'm trying I, to figure out what you're sticking with. <laughs> My radar is up. This one sounds a little fishy. Sometimes when things feel this fishy, they turn out to be 100% true. I mean, witness the Petaluma kidnapping. Which was, it smelled like a barrel of fish, but was legit. So I'm just saying I'm not accepting it completely.
2: Now, the I heard a story that the cops were a little skeptical because there's video of her shopping with the dude. Now, did Marshall say that they've uh, reconciled those situations, or are they still skeptical?
3: I didn't really follow that, honestly.
2: Yeah, there, there's a video of her shopping with the dude that, that made the, the cops wonder, okay, is this a hoax or is she making something up? Right. But Did she just run away or, or something? I need to know the timing of it, though. But I didn't hear the follow-up if maybe, no, they, this is why that happened. This was something. I don't know. What, I don't know. The the He told me that he's earned $17 million over the past five years and that the buyer, when he gets tired of them, they'll feed you to the Tigers. Why would you tell her that? That's not going to help her cooperate Well, he?
3: yeah, that would make her wild with fear and, and anger and
1: hate, and, you would
3: think. B- b-
2: both be desperate to get away from him and desperate to get away from the guy uh, she's sold to. Right,
3: right. Yeah, just, I'd also heard that the uh, the kidnappers offered to call the whole thing off for 300 gur if the agent would pay a ransom, in effect. Which I suppose I could say, you know, because... Mm-hmm. There are costs and, you know, uh, administrative uh, uh, complexities to actually running a human trafficking auction. Now, the whole... Um, and if you could make a quick three hundred grand, you would go ahead and, and snatch somebody else.
2: The whole she's not as worth as much as a sex slave because slave she's had a kid, I can believe, with various Middle Eastern weirdness.
3: Yeah, but here's... Here, but they but, let her go. Here's why I'm skeptical. Okay, she might be worth significantly less... You're already up against like a life sentence for kidnapping for profit. Um, so, or whatever the penalty is, it's an incredibly serious crime. So, you're telling me, because she's a gorgeous 20 year old young woman. Yeah,
0: practically a child. You're,
3: you're telling me, as a heartless scumbag sex trafficker, she's not worth enough to just go ahead and do it anyway? You just turn her loose? Because you can only make a couple hundred gur instead of a couple million, that doesn't make any sense to me.
2: The whole, all the girls are destined for Arab countries, seems a little too perfect in the modern world, too, doesn't it? Just a little bit. There's, there's scumbags all around the world. Yes, it's a little, it's a little convenient. Playing on the whole, because this was in Italy, playing on the whole fear of the Middle East.
3: Right, right. Yeah, like I say, there's just it feels a little perfect to me. Okay, And a little weird, a little illogical
1: we'll at see.
2: times We'll see if Joe's right Here's your guest announcer
1: Hi, you've reached Armstrong and Getty Won't you leave us a message after the beep With all your most revealing final <laughs> thoughts
2: I'm Not sure what was going on there I enjoyed it, though. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody.
0: Vincent, lead us off, would you? Bad name of the day goes to Jack Armstrong for the early demise, but bon Mo of the day goes to Joseph Getty when he said, Sean, you're paint-shaming Stephen Miller. Hey,
3: uh, positive Sean. What's your final thought?
0: My final thought is uh, it was a show that was mentioned earlier when we were discussing as Zansari, Ansari, his uh, Master of None show. Two seasons on Netflix. Very fun, very lighthearted, thirty-minute episodes. Very easy watch. I I really recommend it. Sitcommy? Yes, yes. Lots oh, of oh,
3: food, right? Oh, all right. Michelangelo, your final
5: thought? Um, I'm in physical distress, but I love my job. That's why I came in today and. Uh...
1: That's all I'll say.
3: Got a bit of a gurgling going on. I from what ate I understand. something bad.
1: That's almost yeah.
3: Marshall's final thought is uh, the team is falling apart. He's off to the uh, the dentist slash oral surgeon to get something taken care of in his mush. So we turn instead to co-host Jack Armstrong. Final thought, Jack.
2: I'm looking at all the places you can view the total eclipse coming up in about two weeks. Man, there's a lot of cool places. Would you like to be at some country bar in western Wyoming? Would you like to be along the Appalachian Trail somewhere? You could be be on the ocean
3: in Myrtle Beach,
2: South Carolina
3: Yes to all three of them Watching the total eclipse Gonna be here in this stink hole instead I'm taking it in
2: (laughs) somewhere with my son I haven't figured out where yet
3: though My final thought, I spent two hours trying to solve a technical computer type problem yesterday Absolutely without fruit Gonna put in about (laughs) another hour today Really looking forward to it Do you have help or are you doing it on your own? doing it more or less on my own i'm well, trying to you know the, the, the chatting and experts and service lines and the rest of it What's far up? be it for me to
0: question your knowledge of computers but you don't need fruit to fix a computer <laughs> so did you restart
2: your modem sir
0: <laughs> why yes i
2: did yeah because i worked on the transferring one phone stuff to another with apple chat help for days as they were trying to figure out what it is you wish you could skip past you wish you could tell them I'm this level of competent. Because they go through, like, that stuff to start with. Have you unplugged it? Do you know the password? Is it plugged in? All that stuff they go through. You wish you could skip that stuff. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour
3: workday. So many people to thank. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is... uh
5: And we really hope you forgive us for what
1: we've done. Thank you, and good night. (laughs) The show's over. What? Bye-bye. You know what they say about people who live in glass houses. It's really easy to show your junk to the whole neighborhood. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes
0: from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.